0: Session ninety eight of Curiosities of Street Literature. This is a Libravox recording. All Libravox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Libravox.org. Recording by Lilis Brander. Curiosities of Street Literature by Various. Division four and part thirty three. Shocking murder of a wife and six children. On Monday morning last, a terrible tragedy took place in Hosea Lane, City, in which a man named Duggan, his wife, and six children were found poisoned. On Saturday evening, Duggan returned from his work, and he then looked rather sad, and his wife told a female neighbour that her husband had been dismissed his employment, and they had also received notice to leave their lodgings at 12 o'clock on Monday. On Sunday evening, Duggan took his wife and children out for a walk, and on his return, went to Witchief Tavern, Hosey Ling, and asked the landlord for a quart of ale. He then left and was not seen again until half past four o'clock on Monday morning, when a man saw him drop a letter in the hospital pillar letter box, and then walked towards his home. Two hours afterwards, the police received a letter signed James Duggan stating that he had murdered seven persons and that he was about to destroy his own life in it he said the police would be able to obtain further particulars of his brother at sheffield constables were immediately dispatched into fifteen hosier lane where they found the writer of the letter lying dead upon a bed in a room by himself in another room they found lying on a bed a boy aged four and a girl aged three lying upon the arms of the dead body of the mother at the foot of the bed was the dead body of a girl aged twelve and on another bed lay the dead body of another child attend you feeling parents dear while i relate a sad affair which was filled all around with grief and pain it did occur in hosier lane on monday june the twenty eighth these crimes was done as i now state how horrible it is to tell Eight human persons by poison fell. In London City, it does appear, Walter James Duggan lived, we hear, And seemed to live most happily with his dear wife and family. They happy lived, until of late He appeared in a sad, desponding state. At something he seemed much annoyed At his master's, where he is employed. He was discharged and that we find it preyed upon his ancient mind lest they should want that fatal day his wife and children he did slay last sunday evening as we hear to the witch he did repair then homewards went as we may read for to commit this horrid deed to the police he did a letter send that he was about his life to end and that he had poisoned he did declare his wife and his six children dear to Hosea Ling in haste they flew, and found it was alas too true. They found him stretched upon the bed, his troubles o'er, was cold and dead. They searched the premises around, and they the deadly poison found, and the shocking sight, as you may hear, caused many an eye a tear. They found upon another bed, the ill-fated mother, she was dead, while two pretty children, we are told, in her outstretched arms she did unfold, it is supposed this wretched pair first poisoned their six children dear, then took the fatal draught themselves, their state of mind no tongue can tell. Of such an heart-rending affair, I trust we never more may hear. Such deeds they make the blood run cold, may God forgive the sinful souls. This wholesale poisoning has caused much pain, it did take place in Hosea Lane. H. Disley, printer 57, High Street, St. Giles. Execution F. Hinson, who suffered the extreme penalty of the law at the Old Bailey, this morning, Monday, December 30th, 1869, for the willful murder of Maria death This morning, Frederick Hinson suffered the extreme penalty of the law at the Old Bailey for the murder of Maria, death. The prisoner previous to the, his trial behaved in a most sullen manner, scarcely heeding anything that was said to him. It is satisfactory to state that since his condemnation the conduct of the unhappy man underwent a total change for the better, and he began to realise the awful condition in which he was placed, and his callous demeanour was changed into one of deep dejection the prisoner has been assiduously attended by the chaplain of the prison and to such a state of religious feelings had he been brought that he fully acknowledged the justice of his sentence he has frequently alluded to his great affection for the unfortunate woman and his regret at having sent her before her maker totally unprepared since his condemnation the prisoner has been visited by his children and also his father the final parting from home was of the most affecting character, it will not be forgotten by those who witnessed it. The sheriffs arrived at an early hour, and immediately proceeded to the condemned cell, where they found the prisoner earnestly engaged in his religious duties with the chaplain of the prison. The time had now arrived for the prisoner to be pinioned, the operation of which was quickly performed. And the wretched man having thanked the chaplain the governor and other officials for their kindness towards him the procession was then formed and slowly took his way to the scene of execution the cap and rope having been adjusted the boat was drawn and the wretched man ceased to exist simultaneously with the drop falling a black flag was hoisted at one corner of the prison Announcing that the last dread sentence of the law, had been carried into effect, young men and maidens, pay attention: you married and you single all, list to my sad lamentation and pity, pity my downfall. For those double wood green murders, I alas am doomed to die. How can I meet my heavenly father or dare to him for mercy cry? So all young men, I pray, take a warning: your passions curb ere it is too late my dying prayer do not be scorning think of frederick Henson's wretched fate at woodgreen i was respected with all around in peace did dwell now broken-hearted and dejected i pine within a gloomy cell with maria Death i lived contented till boyd he caused her for to stray and by the tales that he invented he affection stole from me away when i found she was false-hearted jealousy filled my mind this true. I grieved from her for to be parted for i loved her and now offspring too poor darling orphans let none upbraid them when my soul is gone i know not where that god above from harm may save them shall be my last my earnest prayer when at the station on her to gaze there in company with that treacherous man one kindly word from her would save her and stayed last my murderous hand but she braved my anger and in madness recorded it. i never can i saw her fall and gazed in sadness a guilty and hard man now for my crimes i was convicted and a dreadful sentence on me passed condemned by some by many pitied and in a dreary cell was cast the judge sat on passing sentence frederick hinson you must prepare ask god to grant you true repentance and bent to human heartfelt prayer my days are spent in lamentation my sleepless nights were spent in prayer my mind was filled with agitation for maria's shade was always there but i trust her soul is now in heaven but a little time she's gone before this sinful world i must be living and so my satan will deplore A last farewell i must be going to meet with my offended god my state of mind there is no knowing my soul's bowed down with deeds of blood now once again i pray take warning for me the fatal bell does toil my dying prayer do not be scorning may the lord have mercy on my soul h disley printer fifty-seven high street st Giles. execution of j rutherford at bury st edmunds for the murder of j Hyde this morning at the county prison bury st Edmunds, james rutherford underwent the last dread sentence of the law for the wilful and deliberate murder of john hyde a gamekeeper in the employ of maharajah Dulip singh at eriswell suffolk on the thirty-first of december last the prisoner since his condemnation has displayed a perfect indifference as to his lawful situation and when spoken to about the murder, always tried to avoid it. He has been constantly attended by the worthy chaplain, and has paid particular attention to what he said, but in a quiet, sully mood. The prisoner was visited last week by a government inspector for the purpose of examining the neck of the prisoner, the gall surgeon having reported that he had a malformation which might cause an unusual degree of suffering on death being inflicted by strangulation the inspector came to the conclusion that there was nothing in the neck of the convict to prevent his being hanged in the usual manner the sheriffs arrived at an early hour and immediately proceeded to the condemned cell where they found the prisoner earnestly engaged in his religious duties with the worthy chaplain of the prison the time had now arrived for the prisoner to be pinioned the operation of which was quickly performed and the wretched man thanked the parson the governor and other officials for their kindness towards him the procession was formed and slowly took its way to the scene of execution the cap and rope having been adjusted the bolt was drawn and the wretched man soon ceased to exist simultaneously with a drop falling a black flag was hoisted at one corner of the prison announcing that the last dread sentence of the law had been carried into effect you suffolk lads of each degree and all young men of each degree and when my mournful tale ye hear for my satan shed a silent tear upon the dreadful scaffold high a murderous death i am doomed to die james rutherford it is my name and i now must end my life in shame repentance alas it is too late i must prepare to meet my fate my parents reared me tenderly and good advice they gave to me if to my dear mother i did attend i should not have met a murderous end on the thirty-first of december last oh would i could recall the past with heifer i went in search of game which led to that deed i dread to name when poor john hyde on that fatal day to the plantation came that way i owed him no spite i tell you true it was but his duty he did so i know you Rutter. poor john hyde said those words filled my mind with dread to secure my safety i did him kill and his precious blood on the ground did spill as heifer says i then struck him down and covered him with deadly wounds i stopped his mouth i do declare for his dying groans i could not bear and then i dragged him in his gore his mingled body then covered over as my maid said it was a sickening sight but the eye of god brought my crime to light of that deed alone i am to blame heifer is innocent i declare the same with my dying breath i do him forgive and trust he a better life may live since i have taken poor high's life i cannot rest by day or night his form is ever before my eyes and for vengeance on his murderer cries that my sentence it is just i own farewell to friends farewell to home how can I meet my offended god with my soul bowed down with guilt and blood? This man was to have been hung, but they let him off because they thought it would hurt him, good Christians. M.S.S. Note Attached to are a copy of the above by the intended printer and publisher. End of section ninety eight Recording by Lilith Brander.